You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. It doesn't have to be embarrassing when there's no up in your get up and go. 40% of people with penises experience erectile dysfunction, one in four by the age of 40. So what are your options? Pills, pumps? No, 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 no. How about the Giddy wearable device? It's an FDA-registered Class II medical device that constricts in exactly the right places. Giddy also has a personalized online learning program developed by leading experts called the ED Educational Guide. I want you to get up and go get your own Giddy device and ED Educational Guide, so I'm passing along a 10% discount. Just use the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at get me giddy.com slash sunny. That's the code sunny at get me giddy.com slash sunny. Hey friends, welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals we have here in the United States. This is episode 114 of American Sex Podcast, and I am Sunny Megatron. And I'm Ken Melvoin-Berg. We're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts, too. And we're married. Yes, we are. Just like me and Sunny, not me and all the American fuckers. We're poly, but we're not that poly. Yeah, that's a a lot of partners. You would need a huge Google schedule. (laughs) To fit every American into your polycule. Anyway, uh, American fuckers, we love you. Maybe not that much to be in a poly relationship with all of you, but it's been a long ass time. Like it feels like forever since we've been here. This is our first brand new episode of 2020, and we have been hustling our little butts off. So we're going to do all of our catching up and what we've been up to in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about this week's guest, erotic hypnotist extraordinaire, Miss McKenzie. Miss McKenzie has been a professional and lifestyle dominatrix for over 10 years. She's also a certified erotic hypnotist, a sexual wellness coach for singles and couples, and an international BDSM and sex educator. Her classes range from beginning 101 to guest lecturing for graduate and master's level programs. Ms. McKenzie prides herself on fostering an environment that is safe from societal judgments for people to explore their kinks and their sexuality. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I have always thought hypnosis was kind of a bunch of hoo-ha. Oh, yeah, I, you know, started eating more vegetables because the hypnotists make uh, green peppers taste like chocolate. And I've always been like, I don't know. But now that we've had this conversation with Miss McKenzie, I think I have changed my whole stance on this isn't real. So Miss McKenzie tells us how a conversation with a brain surgeon who uses hypnosis instead of traditional anesthesia inspired her to get certified as a hypnotist. You know, she talks about why she chose an erotic path instead of mainstream hypnotherapy. She tells us who can and can't be hypnotized and all the things she can do with hypnosis in an erotic sense, like swapping pain for pleasure, giving people instant orgasms, helping them explore their gender and bringing couples together who aren't into the same kinks and a whole bunch more. We also get into how to train in erotic hypnosis and how to use it casually in your own sex life. Miss McKenzie walks us through the steps of an erotic hypnosis session and also discusses consent in erotic hypnosis and how it can be used unethically by some people in the community. You know, this is a great way to start off 2020. Y'all are going to love this episode. All right, American fuckers. Now we're gonna, it's time to catch up. Uh, we've been really busy while we've been on vacation. And the first thing that you might have noticed in whatever podcast player you're listening to us on is that our podcast art has had a major update. That's one of the things we've been working on super hard while we've been away is new artwork, extra guests, stuff like that. We have been recording tons of content in the upcoming weeks, and you'll hear about adult baby diaper lover fetishes, queer superheroes, BDS as a healing tool, rope bondage, and even 
someone who was on the cast of Game of Thrones. We've also been working on new merch ideas, setting our goals for the year, and one of the first things we're unveiling for 2020 is our new show on the live streaming platform, Get Vocal. So you're going to be able to catch American Sex Podcast Live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time, starting on January 15th on the Get Vocal platform. That's in two days, by the way. But no worries, a regular podcast like you're hearing right now isn't going anywhere. This live show is new content that is above and beyond this podcast that you're hearing right now. So you can subscribe to our show on Get Vocal if you go to the site bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Sunny Get Vocal, and that's spelled G-E-T-V-O-K-L. And by the way, it is absolutely free. Our first four live streams are going to be all about the G-Spot, which is coming up this Wednesday, then the week after, BDSM 101, then all about sex toys, then we're going to play Kinky Family Feud. And to celebrate the launch of our new live show, we're hosting our biggest sex toy giveaway yet. We're actually giving away 20 different kinds of toys from manufacturers like Enjoy, Fun Factory, Womanizer, WeVibe, and Blush Novelties with a total value of over $2,300 US dollars. You can win toys during each of our Get Vocal live broadcasts, so make sure that you tune in to win. And remember, you've got to be on Get Vocal in order to win. Okay, so there are four toys that you can actually win right now, but you got to hurry because this first giveaway is over tomorrow. So you got one day. Head on over to SunnyMegatron.com slash Get Vocal. Again, that's spelled G-E-T-V-O-K-L dash giveaway. And you interact with our contest widget to enter. It's super simple. The prizes for this drawing are an Enjoy Pure One, a Fun Factory Manta, an Avant Pride P1 Freedom Dildo from Blush Novelties, or a Womanizer Premium. Hurry, because this giveaway ends tomorrow, January 14th. Again, go on over to sunnymegatron.com slash getvocal dash giveaway, and good luck. Hey, Sunny. Do you know what time it is? Why, yes, I do, Ken. It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. We want to give a big, huge, awesome, amazing welcome and heartfelt appreciation to Keith, Nan, DC101, Christine, Clay, and William for becoming recent American Sex Podcast Patreon members. You all kick ass. We appreciate you tremendously, and honestly, we couldn't do the podcast without you. If you're listening along and you want to find out more about this Patreon thing, check us out at patreon.com slash American Sex. You get lots of awesome perks, like bonus stories from our guests. There's going to be uh, one up from Miss McKenzie right now. There's extra episodes, all our regular episodes you get early. American Sex Podcast stickers, some of which say American Fucker. A shout out on the podcast and random surprises in the mail and more. Okay, so real quick, Ken, before we get to erotic hypnosis, uh, I think you wanted to give a shout out about one of your new favorite things. Oh, yes, I did. Slixa.com. So for you American fuckers that have been listening for a while, you already know that Sonny and I are poly, and that means that we have other partners. This past year, we moved to a new city. We're in Las Vegas now, and one of the things about Vegas is that it's kind of difficult to meet new people So I've been seeing providers instead of having poly partners here. And to be honest, uh, the number one thing that I think I used to be a little nervous about was how do I find an escort and make sure that it's somebody that's reputable and safe? And I want to make sure that they feel safe too. So once I find them online, how can I verify they are who they say they are and that they know who I say that I am and that the site that we were using was safe too? Now, I've used a number of different sites over the years, and the most recent one that I've fallen in love with is Slixa.com. Slixa has an independent photo verification so that I know who I'm talking to is really who they say that they are. They are also a lot safer than sites that are based in the United States. The reason being, Slixa.com is entirely hosted outside the United States. I mean everything. The servers, the staff, 
everything. Their number one focus is protecting data. So whether you're a site user or a provider, your personal information is treated with extreme care and stored with zero knowledge encryption. That is really important. Now, I also know that they pride themselves on providing ethical advertising for service providers and really aim to uplift and amplify those voices that are not often lifted up. Slixa does a ton of charity and advocacy work and make it a point to give back to providers. They actually give a fuck and they care. Now, I give Slixa my stamp of approval. And if you want to check them out, it's at slixa.com. It's absolutely free for people seeking providers. And for those looking to place ads, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee if your ads don't perform as expected. Oh, and they're constantly adding new cities. So like two of the latest are in Sydney and Melbourne, Australia. So this is cool. You know, I'm actually really glad to hear that there's a company out there that cares about the providers that use their site and they aren't just like in it for the books. So thanks, Ken. Anyway, American fuckers, it's the moment you've been waiting for. Go ahead and, you know, get comfortable, lay down on the sofa, watch that swinging pendulum go back and forth as your eyelids get droopy. I don't want to really hypnotize you because that would be bad or really good, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, here is Miss McKenzie with Erotic Hypnosis. I'm starting to feel a little sleepy. Or maybe I want to squawk like a chicken. Or maybe I'm going to have an orgasm on the count of three. No? One, two, three. <laughs> no, just kidding. Because <laughs> because Miss McKenzie has to do it because she is a certified erotic hypnotist. So hi, Miss McKenzie. How you doing? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Long time no see. It's been well, too still long. still no see. We can't see each other. <laughs> I know, what? I said still no see. We can't see each other. Well, long time no hear. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all podcasting. So thank you, by the way. I just wanted to talk about what a gracious hostess you were uh, when we had come to your neck of the woods and you were hosting that wonderful BDSM party up in a suite where there was like a coffin. We did some coffin play and threw around my submissive in a corner and there was just so much amazing stuff going on there. So I wanted to say thank you for like being such a fantastic hostess. You're welcome. Thank you for doing that. Um, I'm a little bit of a voyeur, so that was fun. (laughs) It was fun. It was actually, that was like one of our uh, like fun memories, especially for never having been to, you know, that neck of the woods before. Um, So we're going to talk to you today a little bit about erotic hypnosis And to start off with, can you please just describe how you got into hypnosis? So um, I actually had a friend many, many, many years ago that told me, um, so I've seen like stage hypnosis and things like that, and I thought it was kind of mm, hokey. And so I didn't really like believe it too much, um, (laughs) like as like most people do. And um, I had a friend who was actually a brain surgeon and he told me that he has certain uh, patients that aren't able to go under anesthesia. So one of the things that he does is he hires a hypnotist to come in and hypnotize them to believe that they're out cold, like basically using the same drugs that they would otherwise but doing it through hypnosis and so that's all that they used for sedation um and i was so fascinated i'm like whoa like does that really like because there's no way that they can do that and someone wake up during like that's intense and they said no they stay they stay asleep and it was just it just attached and you know in my mind where i was like oh i i want this power like i want to do this And so I started out with hypnosis with, um, you know, anxiety, like helping people with anxiety, like learning how to do it and helping people with like relaxation triggers. And, um, you know, those type of things, like more mainstream. So like phobias. Like getting rid of bad behaviors and phobias. Exactly. Smoking and weight loss and that kind of thing. Yes. Like behavior modification type things that people wanted to fix about themselves. And then I realized, uh, duh, I'm kinky. Let me add in 
kink with it and sex and intimacy and all of those things with hypnosis. And it kind of blew up from there. <laughs> okay, so I have I have so many questions because like you, you know, before you met the brain surgeon and had the conversation, I'm kind of like, come on, is it really true? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, power of suggestion? I, I've always heard like you can't be hypnotized unless you believe and you want it, you know. So how is there a certain percentage of people that just can't go under? Is it true? Like, unless you really believe it's like Santa, unless you believe you're not going to get Christmas presents or whatever. I'm right here. <laughs> but is that really true? Like, can everybody be hypnotized or are there That was people? a Santa joke, by the way, for those of you who don't know what I look like. I'm fat and have a big beard. <laughs> but are there you don't look like, like Santa. <laughs> I totally look like Santa. Have you seen a picture of me lately? My beard is amazing. <laughs> I need to see it now. Uh, So there's a small, small percentage of the world that cannot be hypnotized, but it doesn't have to do with like really like an analytical mind or anything like that. It's more um, they can't process what I'm saying. So they're not um, maybe like intelligent enough or able to follow instructions well. Um, or someone who is on drugs or alcohol pretty regularly. It can affect their way of going under. But other than that, um, hmm. every single person naturally enters a state of hypnosis at least twice a day. Did you know that? No, no I did not. Tell me. A little tidbit. Okay, so just before falling asleep at night and waking every morning, um, hypnosis is part of your sleep cycle. So you enter like oh, a trance I, I actually, state when you're waking up. Yeah, I used to and teach. Going to so sleep. one of the things about my my past is that I did a lot with metaphysical stuff, tarot and dream interpretation and all that. And one of the classes that I used to teach was called Out of Body Adventures. And what you're talking about is the delta theta state, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you're getting to this point where it's mm-hmm. just before REM sleep. And that's where you have the most increased suggestibility. It's also the place where most... If like, and this is a little woo, but if you believe I love in dreams, if you believe yeah. in dreams that come true, this is the state that you are in when that happens, and it's absolutely amazing. It's hyper focused concentration. Okay, so you are able through your words and your guided verbal whatever, and we'll get into what you do actually in a minute to get people into this state. So most of the time when the average person thinks of hypnosis, like you were saying, we think of like, it's, you know, some kind of show on stage where it's like, every time you see a green VW bug, you're gonna get down on your knees and bark like a dog Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, But how, how do you use it then for erotic purposes? So the only difference with hypnosis and erotic hypnosis is um, you know, it's to achieve a sensual, a kinky or sexual result. That's really the only difference. So I can use it a number of ways, actually. Um, do you want me to list them? <laughs> There's a lot. Yes. <laughs> You're like, yes, yeah, all wait, of it. Um, okay. So I change sensation from pain to pleasure. So something that would normally be too painful to do, I could change that and make that actually the most pleasurable thing that you receive. So it works sometimes really well with anal people who, um, have maybe like a block, a mental block with anal or, uh, it's too painful for them. So I can change that to pleasure and make that the most orgasmic thing that they've ever felt. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, I can do things with bondage. So people who actually have um, problems with rope on them or being bound, like I can mentally bind them where they're not able to move. So that's pretty exciting. Sonny wants to try that. I could tell because yeah. like she has a huge problem with people physically tying her. And I, and I love the fantasy of bondage. Like in my fantasies, I'm all tied up and I'm in bondage. But in real life, it's like, don't touch me with that rope. It hurts. It's uncomfortable. What if I have an itch? Like it's horror. I hate it. So you have mental bondage. Yeah, I can like, you know, you can talk about, you know, putting silk scarves on and that's what you feel. So like your body will actually feel like it's silk instead of like rope on you or whatever. And you actually can't move. 
until That's another cool. word is said to release those parts of your body. Ooh, um, what else? I can snap my fingers and do instant orgasms. I mean, who doesn't want an orgasm just from snapping the fingers? I, I just had one. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. Right Thank you so much, Mr. McCarthy. <laughs> Um, I can help with erectile dysfunction as long as there's not like a major underlining health concern, um, which mm-hmm. can be really helpful for a lot of people. I can do orgasm control. Um, I can make someone Wait, into let's, a... Let's, let's talk a little bit about erectile dysfunction because okay. I think that's something that we need to do more than a flyby over. So sure. Um, from what I'm hearing from you though, so you're saying if it's a physical cause like hypertension, diabetes, something along those lines, that's what you can't solve. But most of the time... It's a psychological block or Absolutely. stress block that causes ED. So I can see why that would be a huge advantage. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've had people come to me that, you know, maybe are a little nervous with or apprehensive with a new partner or um, maybe nervous to be naked in front of their partner. And that could include not getting hard um, or, you know, someone who is worried about performance anxiety and I can use, um, they're called trigger words. So a trigger is something that, um, I use to change whatever sensation or activity or whatever to, for a desired result. So using a trigger of, whatever you think about this and like you're automatically hard or um, all you have to do is press your fingers together a certain way and you get hard that way where it's automatic and you don't have to think about it. So that can be extremely helpful for people and of all ages, not just, you know, older men. I've had Mm -hmm. people in their twenties that have ED issues with feeling uncomfortable in front of a partner. So it's pretty yeah, exciting. Actually, right now with the tube sites, there's they're actually having experiencing for people ages like 16 to 21, the large, a thousand percent increase in ED because of access to free porn. Yeah. So it's not surprising that you'll see people in their 20s doing it. Now, like you could make a killing doing that at swing clubs. Have you ever gone to a swinger party and they like, you know what? I can get you hard, but 300 <laughs> a pop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a really good idea. <laughs> It's a yeah. really good idea because I that's one of the but... places where ED happens more than anything else. Yeah. And then I mean, I have a lot of swinger I... friends that, that I, I help with their sex, but. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. So on the flip side, I'm also thinking that people with vaginas, it's it's really common for, especially, you know, when you've been married 12 years and, you know, things are kind of getting routine to have an issue with desire and getting turned on. So can you do the same thing for people with vaginas? Like, give them a trigger absolutely oh that's amazing that is amazing. absolutely and i can give it to their partner so that their partner does it with them and it's not me actually doing it so i give authority and you know control to their partner so if their partner wants to get them turned on they do this xyz which is really hot i love working with couples that's like my favorite thing to do so so how many how many people come to you for like okay I want to use heratic erotic you're gonna say Geraldo Rivera no. <laughs> I wanna, do you have a Geraldo Rivera fetish because I have a mustache maybe, maybe. no <laughs> I'll, I'll go dig around in Al Capone's vault it'll be fun how many people come to you to use erotic hypnosis to have a sexual thing happen to them you know like I want bondage or I want you to you know I don't know put me in some fantasy hypnosis scenario so I can get turned on right then and there versus how many people are coming to you to correct a sexual problem or to help their sex for when they step out of your wherever you are doing this? Hmm, good question. So I think it varies. I get all of the above. Um, I'd say 85% of my sessions, even if it's educational, I involve some type of hypnosis because they ask for it. Um, so I don't really know if they're seeking necessarily a problem, but like, what can you do? I don't think they know like what you can do with hypnosis. So it's more about like, Ooh, I want to know what it feels like to be like under control and see what you can do with me. So it's like Mm. kind of like more like an open slate. 
Right, right. Um, one of the really awesome things I do with hypnosis, it's like probably one of the specialties that I do more, more often than not is gender transformation with Ooh, tell me about that hypnosis. Like so um, maybe a gentleman comes in and wants to believe that they are a female. So I completely hypnotize them to believe that they have breasts, to believe that they have a vagina and to believe that they are whatever I want to do. They're, they're a little schoolgirl or they're a cheerleader or whatever. And they actually start like shaking their breasts. Like they feel like they have them. They're touching themselves. They start calling themselves a girl. Um, you know, those kind of things. And it's, really intense because I've actually helped some people who were unsure of their gender and that confirmed for them how much um, they wanted to be a female. So that's really empowering and really powerful. And I've had like, you know, cry moments with my clients where they're just like, thank you. I never would have achieved this any other way. Oh, that's amazing. Really powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So now I'm thinking, you know, as you're describing all the things you can do, you you have some power, you know, you can do a lot of stuff. So then I think about erotic hypnosis in general, and, you know, mixing it with kink. When does consent, you know, the ability to consent, the ability to safe word, how does that come in? And how does hypnosis mitigate that? Because could somebody be so far under, you know, the spell that, they can't safe word or they can be talked into something they wouldn't normally do. So how do you handle that? That's a good question. So um, one of the things with hypnosis um, that keeps it safe before actual negotiations, because I'll talk about that. I have specific negotiations that I go over, but um, one of the things that I really do is um, make sure that, Like they can't do anything that is against their morals or values. That's something with hypnosis. That's like, you know, if, if they would never walk out in the street naked, if that's not something that they would ever do, like normally, that's not something they would do in hypnosis. That's not something I could force someone to do that's against their morals or values or anything like that. So there's that to begin with, no matter what I say and how I word it, they're not going to actually do those things, um, which is like already like a safe in itself. But then I go through massive negotiations prior. Um, a couple of the things I talk about are like, you know, I build up trust with them. So usually I don't actually hypnotize them on the first session. I'm building trust with them so that they know that they can trust me. And that because it's so much more than actually just playing with someone's body, I'm playing with their mind. I'm changing things in their mind and things like that. That's really big to go to a stranger and be like, uh, change these things in me. So, um, I make sure, you know, I build up the trust. Yeah. You have to sort of build a rapport with them from what I understand about all of that. Absolutely. Um, I find out what excites them about hypnosis. Like, what is it that excites them or that, or is it that they're trying to work out a problem? You know, all those kind of things. What experience do they have? Have they done research on hypnosis? Um, what limits do they have? And then I go into mental triggers. So like, um, I don't know, like specifically like, you know, what can I call you while you're under or what do you want me to not talk about? Are there things that you want me to make sure that I don't do or say, or a lot of times I do imagery. So like, um, you know, if I do something and I'll say like, oh, I, I want you to picture yourself on a beach and you feel the breeze and you feel the ocean and you hear it and you watch it go in and out. If someone has like a mental trigger that like a beach isn't a good place for them, I'd need to know that prior to actually doing imagery with them. Mm. That makes smart. That You know, that's very smart. Be just because if there was like a sexual assault that happened on a beach or some, you know, negative. Like, exactly. Violent action or something. They got mugged. Yeah, anything negative to do with the place that I'm going to make them the most comfortable. They're supposed to be calm and, you know, peaceful and sleepy. And I'm not, that's not going to happen if they're in a place that doesn't me- mesh well with that. 
So um, I also touch during. One of the things I say is like, you know, I'm going to make sure that these are okay with you. So I'll say something like, if this is okay with you, I want you to move this finger and I'll touch a finger. So like I'm consistently the whole time while they're under getting permission. It's okay with you. And I'll say like, you know, you're able to talk. I want you to be able to say your feelings, those kind of things. Right, right. So I'm constantly asking, how does this feel for you? You know, those kind of things. Yeah. So now as I'm listening to this, I'm putting myself in the mind of a listener who is like, hey, I want to try this. And let's say they're, you know, not located anywhere near you are, and they're they're looking for a person to do this. How do they know? Like, you, you're, you're explaining to me what your ethics are, but how do they know, you know, they're finding someone, A, who's actually trained, because you're, you're trained in this, you have formal training. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I've had many, many, many hours. <laughs> so like, what does that entail? What does what does because you're a certified hypnotist? So what what kind of training mm-hmm. does that entail? So I went through um, a bunch of different people. So one's called renegade hypnotist, I went through them, I went through um, the hypnosis. So I didn't want my, um, like, therapy kind of like my I have hypnotherapy experience, but I specifically didn't want that because then I'm, you know, sort of bound by different rules. Mm. You know, I can't, I can't talk about it. There's certain things that you can't do in hypnotherapy. Um, And me, I like, yeah, (laughs) can't talk, can't, can't talk about it. (laughs) So I, I liked more of the free aspect of like the erotic and it fits more with who I am anyway. Right. So you know, I have a lot of training in different areas, but I like to focus more on the erotic and finding someone like you're saying, you have to do research. Um, so I do like custom audios for the reason why I think a lot of people go to me is they know that I've built up the trust. I actually teach classes on hypnosis. I help, I teach couples how to do hypnosis on each other and things like that. So, um, the experience that I have, it's really good, like speaks for itself kind of, but you have to do research on people because there's tons of people out there that like, oh, I do this. Oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. But like, God forbid anything happened and they were triggered, would they know what to do? Ah. Or, you know, like you're, you're paying for the experience of like, if something happened wrong, I knew exactly what to do. Or, I know what to use and what words to use and what not words to use and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a lot of the reason why people do online because they can't necessarily find someone in person. So they'll, they'll ask for like custom audios or custom videos so that they can see you to, hip- to hypnotize them. Right. Cause finding someone in their area may be a little bit more difficult. Right, right. So that was actually my next question. Like, so this is safe to do online and you don't need to be in the same room with somebody in order to hypnotize them? No. I mean, it's obviously more powerful if I'm in the room with them. But, I mean, I, I hypnot- I've hypnotized people through text message. No shit. <laughs> it's pretty okay. wild, actually. Do you, do, yeah. Do you just like, like, you know, translate what you would say in, you know, real time and type it? Like, how does that work? So they have to have already been sort of hypnotized by me prior for it to work through text or email or something like that. Um, But yeah, same thing, like, you know, three, two, one, sleep, and I'll put like snapping fingers or something like that. Some kind of, um, they call them inductions. Um, So it's like what a hypnotist says or does in order to help you get into a hypnotic trance Mm -hmm. just for listeners if they don't know what an induction is. But, um, you know, you could do a whole bunch of different inductions. I have automatic inductions. They're called instant. I can do a handshake and put somebody under, um, there's all different types. Okay. Interesting. Do you use metronomes? It's just how skilled you are as a hypnotist. Do you use metronomes (laughs) like whirly gig wheels, the, the hypnosis wheel? I've used like pendulums. I've used shiny objects. Like if I wear like a shiny ring for someone to pay attention to, um, there's all different types. I can, I can have someone stare at an object on a wall. So usually if I do like a, a audio, I'll have them cause I'm not in the, in the room. I'll have them stare at something on the wall and keep staring at that spot on the wall. 
Have you ever used your cleavage? Um, it's like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> For hypnosis, of course I mean. I have. <laughs> Stare into these mysterious yes. orbs. <laughs> Yeah, I've done I've done my cleavage, I've done my feet. Um I've done my bo- my my butt. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So okay, walk <laughs> me along like pretend I'm a first-time client and describe to Ooh, me Ooh, that's like, exciting. Yeah. Describe to me like how long it would take, what things would you say, like how would our session go? Okay. Um, I hesitate to use the exact words because I don't want right. your listening listeners going yeah, under we'll have, without like, consent. Fucker going <laughs> over woods. Yes, Mistress McKenzie. Yeah, they'll be like it'll be on the news. <laughs> Everyone's like, gonna be like, "That was awesome!" <laughs> right? <laughs> Thousands of people roaming the streets with hard ons. <laughs> Listen to American sex podcasts. So without actually hypnotizing me and our. I mean, that doesn't sound bad, but. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Um, this could be the start of like a movie script, right? Do that. Oh, that would be amazing. And then then they all turn into <laughs> zombies because that's how every movie script like that you know, turns out with hard anyway. ons. <laughs> <laughs> and we delve into that necrophilia. Bam! <laughs> Night of the Rising Dead because they're getting hard ons. Okay. Anyway. Yes, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Did we just become porno script writers? I think we did. Uh, I'm down. <laughs> right? Right? So without too much detail, so we don't mass hypnotize, describe to me like how long it would take to get me under, what kind of things you would do, and sort of like the steps. Okay. So like I said, I go through negotiation, talk a little bit. I let them know that I'm going to be touching their arm. Um, I touch their arm and their hand. That's something that um, the closeness and the touching helps. So um, they said, you know, sure, of course, no problem. Um, I figure out what types of things I'm going to work on and what types of things, you know, we should talk about or we should, you know, that that we want to change. And then I... Mm -hmm work on putting them under. Sometimes people take longer than others, which means I may need to do one or two more inductions. Um, it may need to be longer than it normally is. For example purposes, let's just say like, I want to learn how to like have an orgasm on command. Let's say that's what I'm there to see you for. I mean, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to Ken. I'm going to I'm going to give him that control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I like this. Um, so, um, I would have you relax your body and I tend to do, um, an imagery type thing to relax you. So I'd, I'd go through relaxing, um, you know, wording and use certain, you know, words and <laughs> phrases to get you to relax. Um, cause that's the number one thing. A lot of people, especially if they're overthinkers, um, they're like, oh, am I doing this right? Am I under? Am I this? Like, you're not asleep. And a lot of people think that. So I kind of go through a little bit of myths prior to putting someone under. I'll kind of go, just so you know, you're going to be more hyper aware. Like, you're not going to be asleep and not knowing what's going to go on. I let them know because a lot of people have a perception of how they think it's going to go. And it may not be correct. So I want them to know what to prepare for. Cause I don't think somebody can consent unless they're, they actually know what they're consenting to. So, right. you know, going through specifics about like, you know, just so you know, you're going to be more hyper aware. You're going to be, you know, I'm a guide. You're going to hear my voice and be in this, you know, place where I bring you. Um, and my, my voice is just going to take you through different areas. Um, <clears throat> and I could take, you know, it, it depends. Like normal induction is about five minutes. That tends mm-hmm. to be as long as it takes someone to actually go under. Um, and then once they're there, I do. They call them like uh, like uh, hypno secrets. So like I might do something that will make sure that you know that you're under because people have to be like confirmed that they're under. 
if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, am I under? Am I really? I'm not asleep. So like, am I under? And so I do some kind of like telltale thing so that they'll know that they're under. Um, Okay. Like I might say, for instance, like, this is one thing that I do. I'll say that a balloon is tying to one of your hands and I'll keep tying balloons to one of their hands. So I start noticing their hand floating up and up and up in the air and the other one has rocks tied to it and it'll like go further down and further down. So like when I bring them, I'll be like, I want you to open your eyes now and I want, and they'll see like how far apart their hands are because they're so, uh, you know, to my suggestion. So something like that would be, oh my God, I am really under, whoa, you did hypnotize me, but it's like obviously there in front of their face. So I tend to do that. Um, And then I go into um, the exact triggers I'm going to use to make it so that you have powerful instant orgasms. That's and amazing. I would do something because I'm I'm a little I'm a little sadist, so <laughs> I might say something like every single time that you're going to have an instant orgasm, it's going to be that much more powerful. It's going to be twice as powerful. So every single time is like way more intense and way more intense. So that tends to be really fun. That's so the more you use it, the more powerful it is. The more you use it, the more powerful it is. And I'm going back to my horror porno scenario. You could like just org like exponentially multiply somebody's orgasms until they like explode. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. People with like death fetishes. We talked to um, uh, Dick Wound, who is the host of the Off the Cuffs podcast. And uh-huh. he, has a, he would love that scenario. Like every time you come, it'd be stronger until one day you're going to get to the point where you come so hard, you just like die. I mean, I've made That's people pass scenario. out from coming. Really? Hypnosis coming. Oh yeah. So the thing wow. about the hi- thing about hypno coming is it's not just your genitals. It's literally your whole body. So it stems from your brain and tingles, goes down your spine and through your whole body. You actually feel like an orgasm through like your fingertips. So I'm going to start saving up my money and get a session with you like now. Couple couple session please. Couple session. Yes. Hello. I got you. I got you. Oh my God, this is, I might just, I might not need it because I might just have an orgasm right now. So yeah, this is fucking amazing. I had no idea that it was actually this involved and this successful and this amazing. Like I've done stuff with creative visualization before, Mm -hmm. like done small stuff because I've had no training and I've done like little bits of stuff that I've done just through, you know, basic intro books of hypnosis, but no formal training. And I saw the power of what it could do, just like making somebody hyper focused. But like all the stuff you're doing is just off the fucking hook, girl. Thank That's you. Amazing. I think I've just yeah, been doing yeah. it so long. I'm just always trying to find like new ways to make it more exciting or like more intense. Mm. You probably set a few New Year's resolutions. And let me guess, they relate to improving yourself and your lifestyle in some way, shape or form, right? Well, did you include any resolutions that relate to intimacy? If you're looking to take care of your body and your mind, skip the crowded gym and forget that diet that's just going to mess with your head. For the ultimate in self-care, you need to listen to Dipsy. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. The stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. And there's something for everyone, whoever and whatever you're into. They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. You can find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot stranger, getting closer with that sexy yoga instructor you can't stop thinking about, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. The guided sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner. So this year, try a new way of getting turned on with Dipsy. And for listeners of American Sex Podcast, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash sunny. That's a 30-day free trial at D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash S-U-N-N-Y. Again, dipsystories.com slash sunny. 
you know that Ken and I are huge proponents of treating your body right when it comes to sexual health. But you also have to think about how you're treating your body outside the bedroom, too. It turns out many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating. Native's deodorant is made without aluminum, so you can feel better about what you're putting on your body. I admit, I was pretty skeptical of using a natural deodorant. I mean, I've always heard that they didn't work and they leave you smelling like a stinky sweat ball by the end of the day. I tried a few, and yep, I was a sweat ball by the end of the day. But with Native, I was shocked. It actually works. Finally, I found a way to treat my pits like the queens they are without putting my body at risk. So there you have it. Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice on performance. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long with their amazing scents. They've got 10 of them, and my favorite is the coconut and vanilla. Don't want to take my word for it? Go check out their 9,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who made the switch to Native. Okay, so here's the ultimate convincing. I'm giving you 20% off your first Native purchase. All you have to do is visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code SUNNY during checkout. That's it. Use the code S-U-N-N-Y at nativedeodorant.com and get 20% off and treat those pits like the royalty they are. You work a lot with couples and you give them tools that they can take home with them. Now, obviously, you can't train to somebody, somebody to be like a master hypnotist like you are, you know, because you went through years and years and years of training. Mm -hmm. But what are some tidbits that you you know, you can, like you said, you can, you know, wire them into whatever your trigger is to make them orgasm. So Ken could have the power to trigger me to orgasm. Absolutely. What are some other things that couples can take home from sessions with you? Um, so one of the things that's really cool is if, so I'm lucky in my DS relationship that I have that we're into a lot of the same fetishes and kinks, like they're pretty much identical. Um, and we'll try different stuff, even if we're not really into it to see if we like it. But there's a lot of couples that have like fetishes or kinks that their partner isn't into. So, Mm. and it makes it a little bit difficult, especially if it's like, oh, feet really get me off. It's like my everything. And like the partner is like not into that at all. Like don't touch my feet. Um, and I can fix that for them so that they're into that. Yeah. I've, I've done it with tickling. I've done it with pe- a lot of people hate tickling. Right. And I can change it to where they love it and they can actually orgasm off being tickled. What? Yeah. So it's, Oh my goodness. So it like brings couples together, you know, they leave there and they're like, yes, like my partner is now into this, but there obviously needs to be the couple, the the other person wanting that. I would never do that to somebody. Right. Who's, like, oh, my girlfriend will never. Yeah, I always, I get these messages from people who want advice. My girlfriend will never let me do X, Y, Z. How can I convince her? It's like, if that's your situation. Right. Nope. But it's like, there are plenty of situations where it's like, my partner's into this and it kind of squeaks me out, but I kind of wish I could get into it to make them happy because, you know, I like that. Right. So those people, they're perfect candidates for you. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Like spitting fetish or it could be anything. It's like you're naming so many things that like I'm kind of into, but I kind of have a problem with. And I'm like, oh, I could use the spitting fed. Oh, I could use the bondage thing. Oh, of course I could use instant orgasms. Really, who couldn't? Um, (laughs) Who couldn't? This is amazing. (laughs) This is amazing. So I know that you like working with couples just in general, uh, not even hypnosis wise. Do you do like couple sessions? Like what's that? What's that about? Or couples like coaching? Mm -hmm. Couples coaching, basically, it's like, um, you know, helping with their sexual wellness, helping with their lifestyle, um, maybe getting them into kink, they're really like new, and they're nervous. um, And they don't want to actually go to classes, because I I teach classes, but a lot of times it's, you know, maybe they're a little too nervous, there's 20 other people there, and it makes them uncomfortable that they're going to be around people and they're new. Or the fact that like, you know, I have a dungeon, so they could come and use a dungeon space 
learn skills, learn, you know, how to take control in the bedroom or learn energy or Tantra or, you know, rope or any, any of the above. And they learn that in a safe, um, clean environment. And they know that I'm there to help them. I want them to be better. You know, it's very fulfilling to have couples <laughs> come to, you know, come to see me and they look a little like timid and they leave like not, you know, they can't keep their hands off each other. Aww. That's now, just amazing hearing, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing from a lot of, um, you know, dominatrixes that they are seeing more and more couples like over the last few years coming to see them and I'm wondering one is that a trend that you've seen over the last few years and why do you think is it like 50 shades of gray is it the media like what's behind that I've always gotten couples I've also always gotten female identifying people and I don't know if it's because um like I have a female submissive, so they think like it's safer. Um, huh. And then I also, because I teach, it's a lot safer and more comfortable for maybe um, someone of the female identifying to feel comfortable to see me and not feel threatened that I'm going to take their man or whatever. Um, yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot more gentle. Oh, well, they're an educator. So of course, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it has to do with BDSM being more mainstream. Hypnosis has become more mainstream. Um, yeah. I know erotic hypnosis is rare, but it is popular. Hypnodomains, they call them. And hypnodomains are, you know, everywhere now. So there's that but too. Yeah, but most of them aren't trained. Like I, I can, I see so many people online. Like, oh, you know, I'm a hypnodome. I can do it, but really, are they just? Do they just have like a a sexy voice and they count a lot? Or you know, how many people <laughs> probably actually are trained in this that are in? I would, I would think they're as trained as the findoms are trained into counting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah that. <laughs> I, I hate to like, I, I don't know people's stories, you know, going into individuals, I try not to judge. But I, it does, it does bother me if someone's saying that they're, you know, hit, they're, you know, what, whether they say they're trained, or if they that Oh, I do this, I've been doing hypnosis forever. And I'm really good at what I do. Like, you know, are you actually using the proper ways to keep people safe? Are you actually changing things that you shouldn't? Because there's ways to mo like manipulate you know, and do, they call it NLP. So like dark NLP things where you use certain um, like beta waves and things like that and theta waves to like change people's thought processes. And mm -hmm. I'm really like against doing anything that's, you know, yeah. not, yeah, not really taboo because I love NLP taboo. NLP is, is uh, neuro-linguistic programming, right? Yes, yes. Yes, good. Tell, uh, can yeah. Tell, can you tell a little bit about what that is? Um, so it's going deeper into and, the and why it's dangerous. Okay, so it's not that that specifically is dangerous. There's ways like a lot of therapists use NLP. Um, hip, you know, hypnosis hypnotists use it. Um, but there's ways that you can go deeper into the mind with um, certain m music in the background, certain um, like tones. There really are that can mess with people's um, can basically take them off balance and things that they might not be okay with. You can change that. So it's more mind control than hypnosis. So it's more man like Manchurian candidate kind of stuff. I don't know if you've seen that. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Okay. Um, it, it can get really dark and deep and serious. And if, if people have, you know, maybe read a book about it or something like that, especially like, Maybe, like you were saying, these findoms, these like hypnodomains or whatever that may not have the skills, like that could be how they're extorting money from people. So I'm like, really, me personally, like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather have the good reputation. I'd rather have the respect of my clients and have them keep coming back and back and back and love what they do. But I'm sure there's, you know, there's negative people in every business. There's going to be people who extort that as well. 
Yeah. And, and that's, that's where my thinking goes to. It's like, you're a FinDom, you do hypnosis. What kind of unethical stuff are you doing? Or maybe do you even realize that you're doing unethical right. stuff? Like the, it's a whole slippery slope. So would you consider this kind of play to be more like edge play or, you know, what us in the scene call rack, which is risk or mm-hmm. consensual kink, knowing that, you know, shit can go wrong and you're taking a risk? Is it, is it clearly in the edge play category? Um, it, it is, um, because absolutely, because you're messing with the mind, like you are deep in someone's mind. And I truly believe that you can't, that the best way to dominate someone is through their mind. You don't necessarily need to do hypnosis, but mm-hmm. you dominate them through their, their mind and their body follows. So I'm very into power right. exchange. And this is like the ultimate because you're in their head. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. edge play. So you're clearly a professional and you clearly are trained and you clearly know what you're doing for, but for those people listening along, cause a lot of people do this just on a, you know, casual hobby lifestyle basis, like, Oh honey, let's dip into some hypnosis and try it out. So one, are there dangers in doing that Two, You know, if there are couples that want to, cause I've seen online, there's like the hypnosis munch and like people are doing mm-hmm. this. So are there safe ways that dabblers can experiment with erotic hypnosis without dabbling into the dangerous side of it? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Same as like, you know, oh, we do rope, you know, only in the bedroom, you know, every once in a while, or we do, you don't have to be, you know, fully in, engulfed in that lifestyle. Um, there's, you know, there's definite ways to do it just for, there's def- there's munches and there's events that are specifically just hypno events. Really? Yeah. There's huh. n- it's Nihu Wehu, which is like New England hypnosis organization, I think, and then like Western whatever it is. I'm not sure, yeah. honestly. I haven't been to them, but I've heard they're phenomenal. They have really yeah. great teachers. Um they do an event in Baltimore called Charmed every year. Um, they have different events all throughout the country just for okay. hypnosis. And I'll look those up for uh, the American fuckers listening along, and I'll put links to those organizations in our show notes. And then are there also online places that you recommend going to or maybe staying away from? Like, are there good life groups that are resources or trash? Or where would you suggest people start looking online? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't necessarily recommend FetLife for hypno stuff because there's some people on there that um, uh, unethically hypnotize people. So um, that can be like a strange, like difficult thing with hip with you know fat because there's there's no real way to like out people on there, all those kind of things. So it makes it a little bit problematic. Um, But I don't really know of like a specific place to like go to for those type mm-hmm. of things. I just would Google like, you know, hypnosis conferences or, um, you know, hypno play parties or something like that there. It's hard. Cause I'm not necessarily in the crazy, like hypno scene. I just, right. you know, I, I mean, I do it obviously lifestyle, you know, normally, but I do it like professionally and that kind of keeps me really busy. So, right. Um, I can look into that and let you know so that you can post it for the listeners if you want. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be awesome. Okay, That'd be awesome. good. So in terms of you, okay, where can fe- people find out more about you? Where can, you know, can they get a session? Tell us all the places. Also, what can- city are you in? Yes. I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, but I do travel often. You know, I go to California, the West Coast twice a year. Um, I travel all throughout the country teaching and stuff like that. So you could find me in your city, but, um, um, my website's, uh, Miss McKenzie, M I S S M A C K E N Z E E.com. Um, that's, and Miss McKenzie at tw- for Twitter and Miss McKenzie for FetLife. So all of the above, it's pretty easy to find. <laughs> um, hey. I also teach hypnosis. So if you Google, you know, Miss McKenzie erotic hypnosis, like you could see, you know, teaching in your area soon too. 
So, and that's how they would find a session. There's like a session contact form on my contact on my website for them to book a session that could be in person, Skype, on the phone, whatever's comfortable for them. Very cool. Very, very cool. So yeah, I need, I need to look more into this. <laughs> I actually, I do too. I'm incredibly fascinated and I actually, I'm considering getting certification myself. This is just like, this you is should my mind up. Yeah. It really has. It's yeah. giving me a spark of interest in something that I haven't, you know, you know, like a lot of times as people that talk about a lot of this stuff, we do more talking than doing sometimes. Right. And I, I'm feeling the need to get back in and doing something. And I think that this is a good avenue to do that with. So, you know, Miss McKenzie, thank you so much for being on the show today and really opening our minds. Thank you for having me. I hope you learned something. Did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thank you. No, thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.